Introducing Dario XT. XT features Dario's thinnest and most durable coating yet, protecting every single string in the set from corrosion, all while maintaining the natural tone and feel of your favorite uncoated strings. These strings are made to stay for performance that never fades away. That sounded great. Hey, this is Perry with Premier Guitar. Uh, doing a rig rundown today with Atlanta, Georgia's own brother Hawk. What's up, guys? How are you today? Pretty good, man. How are you? Good, good. Good to see you, Nick. Good to see you, JV. It's been What's um, up, Perry. It's been a long time. I guess the last time I saw you guys was literally burning down the Ryman. I think you guys were. <laughs> I think you guys were on tour with Blackberry Smoke, and uh, I came to that show, and it was it was awesome. It was awesome. Thanks, man. You guys been staying busy recording and all that. Yeah, we're working on a bunch of new demos right now and stuff, working on a new record basically, just really taking a lot, taking our sweet time and like trying to do it right since everybody's got time nowadays. Yeah, right on. Yeah, and I know you guys actually have been busy in the past couple of years. Um, ever since Big Medicine, you know, that kind of threw you guys into the, the, the forefront of the Southern rock scene that's happening right now, which is, right. it's cool to see a resurgence. You know, I think the last time this was a thing, it was like the Black Crows. And now all of a sudden it's like, you got Blackberry Smoke and you guys and all this really cool, you know, almost Americana feeling Southern rock coming out. And like, sure. dude, it's great. It's awesome. Um, if, if you uh, are a fan of my rig rundowns or if you've seen any of the ones I've done before, JB and I actually go way, way, way back. <laughs> like 20 years ago, we both played in really crappy hardcore bands. <laughs> and so when I found out, a friend of mine here was like, dude, have you heard JB's new band? I'm like, are there breakdowns? And they're like, no, 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 you don't get it. <laughs> they're like, I think it was Sprouse. She was like, you, Emily Sprouse, she was like, you need, you need to go listen to what JB's working on. And it blew my mind. I'm like, oh, oh of course you would be doing that. Like you were, JB was always like the best guitarist when we were kids in our whole circle of friends. <laughs> and so here you are just like melting faces with blues solos now. So it's oh great. yeah, well I appreciate that. You got me yeah. from ear to ear over here. <laughs> Dude, I, I miss you. It's nice to like see a friend face to face in, in this weird way. Dude, but. <laughs> absolutely. We didn't even practice for like two months and it was like, it was uh, terrible. We didn't even see each other, you know? We were like t texting the band dudes that we miss them, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> it was wild. Well, Right on. So, um, been working at home, obviously. I've seen you 
JB primarily with Les Pauls. I think even when we were kids, you were playing Les Pauls, right? Yeah, I got my the this standard when I was like 18, and it was like pretty much my only guitar ever. You know, I tried some other things to like try to have backups and stuff, but never really worked. So it, this has like been all I've known up until like five or six years ago. I I got this deluxe. Yeah, and that deluxe is beautiful. It looks like you got some mini buckers in there, huh? Yeah, so it's a deluxe pro. It's a 78, um, and they come with P90s. But I I mini humbuckers are my favorite pickups. They're like really. To me, they sit in between what I want out of a humbucker and what I would want out of like a single coil. They're a little lower output and they have like a bouncier, kind of clearer tone to them, but they, when you like, they interact with pedals similar, more similarly to a, a humbucker. You know, they're like get really focused and, and tight. For me, at least, that's what I like about it. And then the noise too, you know, like. Oh, right. Primarily, I'm playing like some kind of fuzz with my, and then using my volume knob. And with the P90s and like uh, little crappy clubs when we play and stuff like that, like lights and shit, like it would just sometimes like you'd be trying to have like an intimate moment with the volume rolled off and just be like, and it's just like, oh God, no, you know? So I, there's a ways around that, but you know, not not for us right now. So I like the minis the best. Basically. I totally get that. Um, are those, I know those aren't stock because you said it came with P90s. So like what, yeah. what did you decide to go with? Well, I've got a, a, just a Lawler in the bridge, and that's what I base everything around. Like, um, whatever pedal, whatever speakers, whatever head, like it all, like, how does it sound with the bridge pickup in this guitar, basically? That's where I start with everything. This is a, a, a porter in the neck. I really like it, it sounds really good, but for me, I have this thing where I get hung up on one pickup or the other, because in my mind, or just with my guitars, the way it's always worked is on the bridge pickup, I need to set my amp this way to have it sound perfect. And on the neck, I need to set my amp this way to have it sound perfect and they're not the same. So like I do stuff with one or the other, but I have to like make one thing the basis of it. Forever I used just the neck pickup for the first like five years of the band. And then when I got this guitar and put this in the bridge is when I started using the bridge pickup all the time. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so like, when I've seen you before, I notice a lot of times, you know, like most blues dudes, you'll go to the neck for, you know, say like, for example, like the solo in Big Medicine or something. That's got to be a sure. neck pickup, right? So on the recording, it is, because at that point, like when you saw us at the Ryman, I was still only using the neck. Um, but, uh, but when we play it now, like I just kind of adapt everything to whatever sound I'm trying to use at the moment. You know, right. I don't like, I don't have to play it on the neck. Like, because I did it on the record, just because right. it just it's gonna well, sound good, and my rig changes all the time. So yeah, I was gonna say that must free you up quite a bit too, if you're going from like kind of just one consistent neck pickup sound to being able to go back to the bridge and kind of play with it there, because there's yeah, you know, it's almost like a a different dialect. For sure, it brings new some things to the song, and I'll probably play it a different way. But the main thing is like with the bridge is like. I still like to have, a, I always used to use the neck because I like to have a ton of low end. Like I want to hear and feel all that low end. And that's why like, I can't flip back and forth because when I use the bridge and crank the, can I, can I, yes. I, 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 I crank the, the low end. And so like when you go back to the neck, it's all mud unless it's like something that you want to sound like that. But like the, my clear, clean tones from either pickup just have totally different settings on the amp that I would want to use, you know, because you got to cut the bass when you use the neck. 
to like get that same kind of clarity, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm just always looking for something like thick and warm and sounds good. So, so is, is this guitar here like one that you would play for the whole set or do you keep your standard as a backup or? I pretty much keep the standard as a backup and then we have some songs and other tunings uh, and we don't always play them. So if we do, I'll like tune this to whatever it needs to be for the show and then like swap out guitars. And if we don't, I'll just keep it in, we play in E flat. Um, so I'll keep it in, I'll keep them both in E flat if I just need a backup and we're not playing any. Um, and then I use a capo a lot sometimes too, for especially for older stuff, like Big Medicine is a capo right. song. So sometimes if we're not playing alternate tunings, I'll like have one guitar that's for capo songs. If I, you know what I mean, if it's comfortable enough, if not, I'll just play it all night. See, what what you're telling me right now is that you have the like the biggest balls on the planet because when you play, <laughs> you bend notes like just about off the fretboard. So like, <laughs> to do to do that and not worry about a string breaking, what are you playing like eight gauge strings or something? Or are you just manhandling them? They're uh, twelve through sixty. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have? One of those like hand exercise things from the eighties. <laughs> Honestly, okay, so I started playing guitar because of Stevie Ray Vaughan, obviously. Sure. And I started playing guitar when I was nine years old, and all it took was me reading one time that he used huge strings. <laughs> and I just used 12. I've used 12 since I was a child, you know? So it just doesn't feel weird or strange to me. I, I get, like, really, especially if I get zoned out and, like, playing leads, if I'm playing smaller strings, I'm just, like, <laughs> just, like, doing, like, the big strings, like, center me and, like, calm me down to like play thoughtful things I feel like you know because it's like you have even though I'm used to them like you still have to fight them yeah you know like I'm fighting but that's good right like I want you want to hear that somehow you know not at least I do like the way we play you know like people that do things effortlessly and stuff like sounds cool I'm not like that's just not how I play at all I'm right not, right like, a, su a super clean technical like effortless kind of dude like I'm really like trying to dig in and Sound I like, I, I mean, I personally love 12s for a, a lot of different kinds of music, but when you get a 12 set, are you getting like a custom set? Because the third has got to be wound on a 12 set, right? Like No, so I, forever I used the um, Ernie Ball, not even Slinkies, I think. Oh, like yeah. tw 12 through 56 with like a 24 plane. And that was cool, but the 24 plane was like so fucking crazy. Like it was like impossible like all the time it's just like a piece of like piano wire or something it's like you know it's just like crazy um but the then i found uh my friend eric hit me to these diodarios that are 12 through 60 and the 60 on the bottom and they got a 22 playing third and that's really been perfect for me um i just like it like that the 60 on the bottom is like the important part really right uh that's really what i'm after because i want that like low end like don't you know uh. you just hit that clean low e like i want that's the first thing i do every time i turn my amp on is just, just to see where you're at i totally get it i gotta try i, I, need, I, need, I need to try a set of those because i love you know down tuning and playing heavier strings but the wound third makes like swells and stuff like that impossible for me and it's like right, so hard, right. so hard for me to bend so yeah that's that's great advice i'll definitely look into some new sets no but. these are per these are perfect on uh, and i, th I want to say dr makes like one two they're even lighter on the top and even heavier on the bottom but that's too much of a spread for yeah. me but depending on what you're trying to do like it could could be cool yeah, that DR set is like one of those where you'll have to like completely have your guitar reset up. <laughs> to, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, there's not. 
I don't think a lot of people play a 60 on the low end right. of Les Paul, so I had to have some shit done to these. <laughs> I don't know what. I just drop them off and get them back. You know, trust the experts on that stuff. <laughs> Guys to do the mathy stuff. Yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> I, you know, I'm too much of a perfectionist to try to do it myself because I'll just drive myself insane. So I'll just take it to someone who I know is going to do a perfect job. I just leave it at that. <laughs> right on, man. All right, so we got guitars covered. I've seen you with a number of different of amps over the years. Right. Um, <laughs> I know that your rig changes quite a bit, but for right now, this is what you've been using in the studio, right? This is what I've been using actually for a long time now. <clears throat> it was changing a lot because it really took a long time for Nick and I to find the right dynamic between us for the stage volume, and, and that was like what led me down different avenues of pickups and just all that kind of thing because him playing the roads like a rhythm guitar basically like makes it it's, he's not just a keys player obviously you know right. it sounds like fucking insane and so um anyway uh i used to use like 100 watt like double style fender stuff a lot when i was using the neck pickup all the time and then when i switched to the bridge is when i got into plexis and stuff and i've had this termino for like a year yeah. maybe or something like that but I've been using basically like 50 watt base spec plexis for several years now in different forms but this is my favorite one uh, it's like a 2006 Tremino so it's um, it's got a uh, it's got really high plate voltage on the power transformer so it's like very compared to another it's really loud and like clean and clear Compared to like most of them are like 425 or 430 or something like that. I had another that was 450 or something. Right. But like that extra voltage really like gives it right. what I want out of it. Because um, I'd have to imagine that you you want, because of the style that you're playing, you've you got to want control of your fuzz and distortion and stuff. If, if, if that had a lower plate, uh, like I guess you'd have breakup earlier than you'd want it, right? It, it does affect the headroom and it just, it kind of affects the overall clarity, just depending on what you're using. Like you can play to that or you can't, but I, I like higher headroom stuff. That's why I right. like the lower output pickups and fuzzes, because you just, the more room you have to right. play around with stuff, like the more, just like the more you can do, you know, just different tones out of yeah. simpler things, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you're a pretty dynamic player. You're always on the on the volume, so that makes a ton of sense. Um, what's sitting next to that Germino? Uh, so these are just two. These are just both. Both these cabs are going to this Germino. Uh, okay. This has. Um, they're both got Celestians. This has got uh, Alvico creams in it, which I really like. And this has the uh, Heritage. G12H3055 hertz, like the bass cone greenbacks. Oh, cool. These are my favorite, favorite speaker, but I kept blowing them on a 212 with just this head. Oh, <laughs> And then <shit>. so, I, because <laughs> they're only 30 watts and it's like a 50 plus watt head, you know, it just, they would last about six months and then they would like, it would be over. So I started using the creams because they don't really sound the same, but I also really like them, but I use this cab so I can still, so I can't use this head with just this cab for like more than a show or so or something like that. Uh, but I like the way they sound together a lot. So whenever possible, I'll use both cabs. But this is my this is my only amp. I just have this one head. I don't run. 
So, out, out of curiosity, because I've always known you to have like some kind of boutique-y stuff, especially your heads. When you guys sure. are, when you guys are touring Europe, do you backline or you just take your stuff with you? Or it was totally backlined. I just uh, took my my guitar and Nick took a Nord, and like we rented uh, everything else. Yeah. Was it weird? It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that aspect of it was totally off. Oh, yeah. It's like. For, to be people who like spend so much time trying to have something that like is just like you want it and right. obviously we have like somewhat unique stuff I mean it's not like you can backline mix it's like his roads is modern and stuff I mean he'll tell you about it but it's like so it was just like a huge adjustment we were just like doing it to do it because you know right it's got to get done somehow but we didn't have the money to like send all our stuff over so right and there's also the issue like i don't i don't think ever anyone's ever like specifically brought this up to me but amp, you know the power in europe is different so even right. if even if you get a basement or something that you're totally comfortable with here in the united states it probably is not going to react the same you know right you gotta have things in place for that and so like with the just the list of like the, i think the only thing was is that i i have the uh, i had a power supply for my board that could like have multiple go back yeah yeah other that, than that like everything was just we just got it from over there that rules all right well speaking of your board um you are not like one of those spaceship self-aware pedal board guys but you do have <laughs> a couple of a couple of things on there my pedal board is like already i I would love to just be able to do everything with like two pedals and I just can't and it drives me crazy and I even have like my my in-ear stuff for my vocals on my board and that like makes me insane too because I just don't even want to look at it. I just want it to be really s as straightforward and simple as possible but um, I got a couple of things yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, what's, uh, let's, I guess let's walk through your signal chain. What are you hitting first? The, uh, so I've got the, the Peterson Strobo Stop. That's the tuner I'm using right now. That one's really good. It's really cool. I, I was using the Sonic Research tur Turbo Tuner for a while, for a long time before this came out, which I still have as a backup. But I just this one's really cool. It has like the sweetened settings, I guess. Like so, it, like has like a guitar setting instead of just being totally yeah. dramatic. So like kind of comp it's comp compensated, I think, or whatever. Yeah, like I think pedal steel guys use those a lot for that. Okay, sure. That yeah. reason, yeah. And that makes sense. Good on you because I, I I have one and it's all I can do to not have a seizure using that thing on stage, dude. Like <laughs> <laughs> the way it like keeps moving, it's like no, just give me something big and lights up green when I'm in tune. Right. You just want a yes or a no. You don't want to like have to think. I totally feel that, but then I got when I started using the Sonic Research, I got obsessive about like how accurate it could be, and I'm just like. I try not to be like too stoned on stage, like tuned yeah. for a million years, and like. <laughs> Dude, I know, I know that you guys did that uh, that Joe Bonamassa Blue Cruise, Blues Cruise, which I actually had the opportunity to go on too, and there were certain times that it was hard enough to just stand up on that goddamn boat, let alone use oh, a, yeah. a strobe tuner, like <laughs> and be like doing this number, like no thanks. We played one set in particular where it was like really like you're like had to pick your feet up kind of shit. Yeah, the boat was dude. rocking so much. And the last night we were on that boat, man, there were like moms just falling all over, like because there was like really even the, the the crew of the ship was like, oh wow, this is pretty rough waters. We haven't like, seen it like this. Holding on to the damn key yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, so what do you got going on after the tuner? Uh so the ma the main thing I use is a. Uh, uh, 
a damn maggot brain. Oh, fuzz, yeah. Damn, yeah, okay. And so it's like a PC-108 fuzz face. Um, and it's like, I use it a lot. Uh, and this is... That's like... Yeah, man. Obviously, I'm listening to you guys via Skype right now, and you guys will hear better recorded audio in the actual rundown, but even on the Skype audio, I can tell how dynamic that fuzz is to the, your volume. That's wild. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's what makes it so great. I, to me, the fuzz face is like the, the fuzz pedal. Oh, right. Um, just because of that, like, you, it's a rig in itself. Like, just, <laughs> if you got a crank amp and you put it on, like, you've got four pedals, you know, totally. just like for what, because I used to have a ton of like this kind of drive and that kind of drive and then this fuzz and like that, when I found like, I use that and then the other thing that I use a lot is this Rangemaster, um, and my friend Andrew actually built it for me, uh, he has a company here in Atlanta called Moreland Magnetics, and he makes like one at a time uh, uh, cool. fuzz reproductions and stuff, and this is actually like in like an old fucked up case that he had and everything, but it just sounds really good. I used to use a Creepy Finger Sugar Boost all the time, which is another Range Master kind of thing. I used that exclusively for a long time. Um, like no other fuzzes or anything. It was just that in my volume knob. But I got the fuzz and then he showed me this Range Master. It sounds really good. It um, is, yeah. But it's got the same range, but like a totally different tone on the cleanup. So there's like... It, it's, it's weird. I'm not noticing a huge volume disparity. It's just literally shifting the tone, but it's really consistent. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah. They, they're both, like I said, so they both just, depending on what the song or texture, there's like a lot, a lot within both of those pedals that I usually, it's one or the other and I'm just using the volume knob and I don't ever stack them together or anything like that. They just there for a song or a part or right. that's it, you know, I just leave them on a lot. I've not known you to play, like, to be a super, like, heavy modulated effects guy, but I know that you have some delay, um, at least some delay on your board. Yeah, um, so actually the only other two things, well, no, that's not true. Uh, so the next thing I have is a little crazier, is the um, Prescription Electronics uh, Experience which is like a Fox tone machine. It's like an octave fuzz right. kind of thing. And it's like really... <laughs> I like Dude, that, that a lot because huge. it like... Yeah, no, it's like I'm obsessed with it because I love... so. I like that just super warm, uh, gritty, like fuzzy kind of range. 
And then I also just like love OctaFuzz. I always have some kind of OctaFuzz on my board. And this is my favorite that I found because I was using um, like a Mutron clone for a while too. So it's like a sub octave, but then that, I just wanted that because it's so big and like I want it to be big and heavy. And this is like the upper octave spread, but it has all that cute, like it's just massive sounding. It's the most massive sounding pedal on my board. Yeah, which, sure. when you, kick on an Octafuzz live at like, cause you guys are a four piece, you know, obviously Nick is handling a lot of those frequencies, but in a He's different way. All, all, of, all of those. So that means like when I do hit something like that, it's just, you know what I mean? It's, ex, it's adding to it. Like it's- Bringing it up a notch. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, totally. That rules. Um, and it's got a lot of like, um, the octave character doesn't change, but the amount of fuzz within it changes with the volume knob. So it goes from like, that like a gated spitty like nasty yeah, yeah. ass like about to blow up sound that's so cool yeah it's a, there's so there's just i i only like things that have that capability to like if you if, if this is on or off and you can't do anything else with it i like don't i'm not not interested but that's like not what i'm doing over here not <laughs> 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 doing doing other stuff all right um i use the analog man ardx20 analog delay. Um, I really, really love it. It sounds really fucking good and warm and really uh, it's just... And then the slapback stuff, sorry, then the slapback stuff. Yeah. Pretty standard, pretty standard stuff. I so do with that. I'm not super familiar with. I, I I see a lot of analog man pedals, but I don't know that particular one. Is that got two separate delay settings or something? Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's it's like two analog delays in one. There's like a long setting and a short setting, like an uh -huh. switch and an on off. And then I have like a tap for it to. Oh, is it an external tap tempo kind of thing? It's got like an external controller that you can use as like a preset thing or a tap tempo and you can like add modulation with it. Um, so that's actually the only actual modulation I have on my board is like sometimes if I want like something a little more choral, I'll use the modulation on the delay. Oh. Because okay. I, I, I use the delay a ton, especially in the newer stuff. Um, yeah, which I actually picked up on. I, I love how... Oh, like spacey and watery, the new stuff yeah. is sounding to me. It's almost like if Thrice were a southern rock band. I love it. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is great. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's a lot like that. I, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just because with the newer stuff too, I'm not like really playing a lot of rhythm, if at all, because right. Nick is just so much better at it than I am. <laughs> like the roads is so much thicker and like. He's just like, the way he does that makes it where I don't need to. So I play a lot more like atmospheric, but sort of bluesy kind of stuff, you know, like over the top of it, like while I'm singing and stuff. That's, that's kind of the idea. Um, but yeah, I, and I was going to say too, I really love things like vibe and chorus, but I just can't ever find a place for them on my board. I get them, and then it's like, because I sing too, 
And I'm like, okay, it's time for this solo, and I gotta hit this fuzz or do whatever, and then it's like, oh, now I gotta hit the unified too, like if I want that, and it's just like, it's always seemed like too much, and I really, if I want stuff like that, the prescription, the octave thing, it really like reacts to your vibrato. You know, you can get that like kind of like, really like, especially with like the delay on, it's like. I totally get it. Yeah, especially if you're singing, it's. I I, look at, I have too much for a singer already, but I just like have stuff that I like and I want to do. And I also am not like a rack controller kind of person right. either. Like you, like I should be if you're. A, you know, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Uh, for for blues, I think it's different because it's so it's an emotional thing. It's not like you're playing metal where the changes happen on this particular beat. You know, for you guys. That's true. It's like a little looser and kind of like who's feeling what and where are we going with it. I, lo I like right. that. I love that approach for sure. Well, good. Um, is that everything on your board, JB? No, the last thing is I have a um, Sub Decay Super Spring Theory uh, reverb. It's like a spring reverb pedal and that stays on all the time. You just leave it on always? Yeah. I leave it on always. And I actually um, went through a ton of like actual tube units and tanks and just different shit and this thing like I like love it it's like the it is the most consistent part of my entire rig except for my guitar that's funny uh yeah because it was just like without it I could obviously make that sound better but just like the, just like adds like a size and like I've always been like I used heads with reverb before, so I've just always had that a little taste of it, and so I just use that. Yeah, it's, it's amazing the difference with just a little subtle reverb that you're using, how well, different like, it sounds. Right, well, it's also got a really, the preamp that whatever they use, JFET, whatever they use, and it sounds really, really good. So, like, if for some reason I didn't, I wanted it to be totally dry, I would just turn the, re the reverb on the pedal off. Off. I wouldn't turn, like, the... Like, you know, a lot of people use like an Echoplex or something or leave something on or like have a drive they leave on, but the, the reverb does that for me because it just sounds really good. And it's 18, it runs at 18 volts, so it takes all the fuzzes really well. Like, oh, wow, okay. It just, it's one of the best pedals that I've played. I just really, really highly, heavily endorse it because once I switched to Plexis, trying to find the right reverb was a nightmare. Oh, I bet. You know, like with all the things, they sound like brittle or shitty and they don't take the fuzzes right or just anything that you could imagine or like with the, the actual units, it like matters where you put them and it like, you know, it's just, it was too much. Uh, and this thing just really sounds incredible and, it's, and we'll stay there until forever, I would imagine. So, but that's it for my bubble work. Well, hell yeah, that rules. All right, so let's hop over to Nick, because Nick, even though you're obviously not playing guitar, you're taking a pretty guitar approach to y'all's music. Like, you, I, I could see your pedal board there on the ground. Like, you're running through effects, guitar effects pedals, right? Yeah. Um, um, I, this, the Rhodes, the Fender Rhodes, is like, it's an electromagnetic instrument. It's, it has, like, pickups, like a guitar. Oh, no shit. Um, so, um... So that's why it just lends itself really well to running through pedals and a guitar amp. Um, so this is like, the Rose is like my, that's the basis for like my whole rig is what I started with this band with. Um, 
And so like inside, there's like hammers hitting these, they're called tines. It's like, it's basically like a tuning fork. And then there's like a guitar pickup on the end of each one. Weird. And they're all they're all wired together. Is it like a transducer style pickup, or is it like does it look like a giant single coil long pickup? This is a, yeah, it's a single coil like for each note. That's crazy. rad. <laughs> that is so, so yeah, it, <laughs> so it fucking runs through these pedals, and I can do all kinds of crazy shit with them. Oh and, man. And then the organ, you know, I, I use the organ sure. also, and the this is like for piano stuff, but um, but this is like the main thing. So, out of curiosity, what's a what's the most fun pedal for running your road? Uh, well, I guess that depends on your definition of fun. <laughs> like, obviously, like the 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 Greer Hammer. I don't know if you're familiar with um, Nick Greer. Oh yeah, Nick is my the, homie. Yeah, yeah. Love so, you, Nick. Dude, I hope you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, Nick. Yeah, fuck yeah. His, uh, the hammer is like an insane like distortion fuzz pedal that like just it fucking it sounds incredible and but like also the Strymon Deco oh yeah is, like has, has become like one of my favorites on the board just well, because of what, all the shit it does. Let me hear your roads clean and then let me hear it with that uh, Greer pedal out of curiosity. So this is this is just nothing on well okay. except for the reverb. Okay. So huge. Nasty. What do you think about that, Perry? I'm, I, I'm feeling that, dude. That is so nasty. I just love that. I do too, man. It's great. It's awesome to be in a band with him. I just enjoy every second of it. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it, having the roads is like, it's crazy because it has an insane range that like, it's like, it's like a baritone guitar, but like, it, I mean, it just like covers everything. So, and that's, that's my, that's my goal is to like, I, I like having things you know how we like things nice and thick and girthy in this band. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just, <laughs> just having that there to like cover everything, and then if if JP's gonna throw on one of those insane pedals he's got on, I've got shit to like come up under it. Complement it, yeah. 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 Cool. So other than the Nick pedal um, or the Strymon, like, what are there any that you just leave on all the time, or are you playing with them um, all? The the one thing I leave on all the time is. Like JB is the reverb. I've got a Cabin Bread Talisman. Well, those are great. Um, yeah. That is one of the awesome fucking. Guys. Yeah, it's one of the pedals that he tried out, and it wasn't quite working for him, I guess. Um, but like, I tried it, and it's a plate reverb. Um, it also takes the pedal. It takes all my just you know drive pedals really well, um, and it just it sounds really good. So like, without it, it sounds. JB, like it sounds good, but like that's just never, it's never something that we want. Um, With that liveliness to it. Yeah. yeah. So when it's on, mine, mine is pretty lively. Like it has a lot of reverb, but like it just, it just works for all. Yeah. I want to know like scientifically why that affects me emotionally different. You know what I mean? Like, when you, when you hear something without reverb, it's like, oh, okay, cool. But then you hear it with reverb, and it's like, oh, yeah. Like, what is yeah, that shit? Absolutely. Yeah, it's it so puts, cool. It puts space around it like, yeah. in, a, in a good way. And then um, you were playing, you rode through a guitar amp and cab, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a Plexi also. Oh, wow. 50 watts. Um, it's a, 
it's a hand-wired clone that someone built, and we don't really know who did it. Oh wow! It's it's. Incredible. It sounds badass though. Like even through guitar, like it sounds. Right. Where'd you find yeah, it? We some dude was selling Craigslist. It, Craigslist, like in Alabama or whatever. And I like went out like we. I forgot that I found it and like showed it to you. Yeah, I was like, go buy this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because I had that Softec MiG 100H forever, and um, an amazing amp, like it sounded awesome. But like we were starting to get into that where we we needed like tighter bass response. Um, things just needed to be cleared up a little bit, and so the Softec was just a little too spread um, for all that. So when I went to this thing, and you know JV was going to the plexes, like even though we're playing like basically the same amp we're able to stay out of each other's way a little bit more. That's the whole idea, that's like that's kind of what led us to the stuff that we have, is like, everything's about live, like in the studio, like that's cool, but we don't, we only, we play live in the studio too, like we don't go in and, you know, we just go in and play live. So everything's always about how it is live for us, so like we spent a long time like, figuring out what he needed to be playing this through, and what I needed to be playing, and then the, the Leslie was like the really like the final piece that were like everybody occupies their own space like that's what we were after yeah right? you know, was when we first got together it was like I got my tone it sounds awesome I got my tone it sounds awesome then we just play but you know like through the years it's like trying to like I said in, in a non-typical scenario figure out exactly where we need to be like on stage yeah at the same time you know yeah that that makes a, a ton of sense especially because a you know, like a piano or Rhodes, it, you're covering so much mid-range. And the guitar is a mid-range instrument, so it makes sense that you would use, like, you know, an octafuzz or something to kind of find your, your place beyond that, you know? Right. The bridge pickup, too, is, like, also a response to that, because I really love that really round, sweet Stevie Ray Vaughan, like, neck sound. That's, like, my thing. But then it just, like, it, it didn't do what it needed to with the Rhodes, you know, like a huge heavy Rhodes and then like a clean like neck pickup guitar over the top. Like, I didn't think it sounded bad, but it just wasn't, and like now that it's more, just like a more focused thing, like that kind of soars over the top instead of like fighting it at all, it just sounds, sounds good. Yeah, and the speakers I'm using help too, because I've got eminent swamp things in here, uh, which are like, they take some of that mid heaviness out, or, you know, it like, it's, it's not competing with the speakers that he's using that are, yeah. are a little bit more um, bit heavy. So science. Like all those little, th all those little things like add up and they help. Totally. Years like, of sleepless nights. Yeah. <laughs> the Leslie is was huge though for the organ um, because before that I don't know if you were like at the Ryman I had another Avatar cab right. and a, a Fender PA100 head which is kind of like a twin reverb and so I had like a um, a Leslie uh, pedal like an emulator uh, running through that. But like when it was running through a guitar amp, it was still, it was like, it was sitting in the same space as everything else. Uh, and you know, like to pump out the organ, it would have to be fucking screaming loud. Right, it was right. just starting to get to be too much. And when I um, when I got a hold of this Leslie, it like, it's got a big like 15 inch bass speaker and then like a, a tweeter horn up top. So it's like really spread and it sits in its own like frequency range, it kind of like sits on the bottom and the top, and away from everything else, away from the roads. Yeah, those things are so rad, and from what I understand, they're becoming pretty increasingly hard to come by. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they don't really make them anymore. Right, I mean, right. They do, but like not 
like not the same way, not with like a tube amp. It's like a 40 watt tube amp in there, but it fucking what, screams. Do you, do you know what tubes go in something like that? Um, this has, uh, what is this? Um, the 67C1 or whatever that's uh, called? I can't remember. It's a, it's a, they're, they're massive. Uh, it's like a big bottle. Yeah. Oh, like old television tubes almost. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, not like that huge, but it's like definitely more like the size of like a KT88 or something. Oh, okay, or okay. Like a, but 60, it's not. Is it a 6550? I think it's a, something like that, but yeah. it has like the, it's mm. cylindrical instead. Of, I don't know. That's pretty Six, cool. All right, I got a, just a couple more questions before I let you guys go, because this is fun for me. Nick, how much of a pain in the ass is it to move the roads? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, it's a pain in the ass, and the Leslie, because we take the Leslie also. We take everything. Right, right. Um, so, with your roads, it's not like a, like, say, a CP70 that's like an actual harp. So, do you ever have to tune it? Yeah, I have to tune it. it oh, really? Not as, not, not as much. Um, it holds its tuning pretty well, but like there's like little springs on the tines that you like slide back and forth. Oh, like a it. like a fine tuner of sorts. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But it, it holds up pretty well, so I don't like. Um, everyone always looks at us crazy when we're like loading in and out. Like y'all y'all are crazy for like lugging this shit, but we're so we're so used to it. We just do it all the time, and so like we don't even really think about it. I mean, at the end of a night after playing a show, it can be like, oh my god, we just fucking leave this shit here, but like. Um, it's it's like we could never do it without all this stuff because like that's we would just be doing something totally different yeah. you know it's not like we couldn't do anything but like the thing that we do like requires this so it's like we just do that and if we were doing something we like I said if we were having to use different equipment we would just be doing a, a different kind of thing period yeah that makes so sense all right so last question I'm gonna hop back to you JB because you're doing the thing that you guys do did did um like a strat style guitar just never work for you or sit right with you because it, did, it totally didn't i well so my first guitar ever was a strat style guitar i had a pv predator <laughs> i learned how to, I, I remember those yeah 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 it was awesome i wish i still had it i really wish i still had it um i have pictures of me playing it but i don't have it anymore um but at that point in my life like i didn't you don't know you know and i think it, it's not that, so I didn't play anything like that for a long time because I played in hardcore bands and I was playing like an LTD or some shit like that, you know, like through my teenage years. And then when I, when I turned 18, I just always really wanted a Black Les Paul. Like that's like my dream guitar since I was a kid. So Black, I saw Johnny Winter uh, on this like Muddy Waters like review thing or some shit and he was playing a Black Les Paul custom and I was like, that's the coolest looking guitar I've ever seen. And then of course, Neil Young is like my all time favorite Neil Young is God and that's obviously like arguably the most iconic Black Les Paul there is um, so I just always really wanted one and so when I was 18 I got this my uncle Kevin who's an awesome dude I love you uncle Kevin he bought this for me uh, when I turned 18 uh, because he said if I wasn't um, drinking and on drugs when I turned 18 he'd get me the guitar I wanted, and I was strange, so I was like, oh, this is incredible. This is perfect. And I called him up, and he tried to play like he didn't remember, but I was like, oh, no, 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 you said it, you said it. So I got this, and then, you know, I was just a broke kid with, with a Les Paul, so I never knew anything else. I spent the next 10 years not playing anything else. And so um, I tried, I actually got a Strat because I really wanted one because I really love that 
neck pickup fender sound. Like, I fucking love it. Like, it just does something to me. But I could never get it out of a Les Paul, like the way I wanted it, you know? And then when I got the Strat, it sounded incredible and actually wrote a song on it, which was cool. But I tried to play one show with it and I was like, this is a nightmare. Like, I can't stand up and wear this guitar. Like, it felt so crazy because I've been we wearing a 12 pound 80s Les Paul for 10 years, you know? Like, so just it just didn't work. And so I just stuck with Les Pauls and then kind of, they just, and then this changed everything, like the deluxe, because they, I just get closer to the sound that I wanted, but I feel like anytime you're like looking for a tone, you're just trying to emulate your hero and you'll never ever succeed. So you just come up with something original because like you're trying to sound like Mark Ford and Neil Young and Jimi Hendrix at the same time and you sound nothing like that at all, like ever. And you just sound like yourself somehow. Because you, <laughs> fail. You, you sound like yourself because you fail at like trying to sound like who you like or whatever, you know? So. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I failed at making a Les Paul sound like SRV on a Strat, so it just sounds like what I sound like now, you know? <laughs> well, right on, dudes. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk with me um, and uh, do this. This has been super fun. If you guys at home uh, would like to, hop over to Spotify or any streaming platform and check out um, Big Trouble Sessions came out, what, like, Last November. Last November, right? Cool. Yeah, and you should go to YouTube and watch us do it because it's way better than just listening to it. The whole Big Trouble EP is there's a video for each song on YouTube of us recording the actual song. Oh, rules. Like we did, we did like a live session where we had someone film and we tracked at the same time. So, so you can go watch everything on YouTube on our YouTube channel um, from the Big Trouble sessions and anything, everything else, like I said, like you said, is still streaming. Yeah, and do you guys have a website that people can go check out more about you? We do, it's brotherhawkatl.com. And all of our handles on social are brotherhawkatl, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and all that stuff. Well, right on, all you at home, pray for the ATL. Until next time, uh, this is Perry with Career Guitar. Stay tuned for more rig rundowns, riff rundowns, video lessons, all that fun stuff uh, to satiate your guitar dork needs. <laughs> Later, guys.